I'm Debbie Torchadis. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Today, we're going to talk about the catastrophic Afghan surrender, Biden's American reset, freedom brush fires everywhere, and Summit for Freedom Lovers. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. Hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's first five. Every single Monday when I get to start this show, I feel like there's so much has happened. I can't wait to get back and be talking with you. Obviously, many of you have been watching the horror unfold in Afghanistan as America put in place a kind of sudden and complete troop withdrawal. I have a couple of points I want to make about that, but first I want to just show you a couple of clips I sent to Matt, the very wonderful producer. One is these are just two different clips of the horrific chaos that was occurring at, in uh, last night in Afghanistan uh, at the airport as the um, airport Kabul International Airport showed no security, none at all. Let's play that first clip, Matt. Okay, to give a little context, I'm assuming you being listeners of this show are very well informed, but in Afghanistan, there is the most among the most horrific Islamic jihadist groups in the world called the Taliban. They are known for indescribable, horrific violence committed in the name of jihad, in the name of, of spreading Islam, of forcibly imposing Islam and Sharia on everyone, like it or not, whether they want it or not. So as American troops were in Afghanistan over the last several years, we had many Afghan natives who were helping the Americans, trying to help the American troops. We had put up a help to set up a quasi legitimate government in Afghanistan, all with the idea that maybe we could help move Afghanistan out of the dark ages of radical Islam and into something like a modern country. Taliban has never been uh, truly moved. They did actually, some Taliban leaders met with uh, President Trump. We'll talk about that in a moment. But the point is, many Afghan citizens want nothing to do with the Islamic jihadists who are the Taliban. They're afraid of them. They don't want to deal with them. They don't want to be ruled by them. And they want the American presence there to keep the Taliban in check. And I'd be very clear, I am with, I think President Trump was right when he was saying, we Americans cannot be nation builders. We cannot have you know, American troops keeping peace everywhere around the world, eventually com uh, countries have to be self-governing. So the effort under, started under President Trump was basically to say, you know, we're going to have to slowly move American troops out. But in the meantime, in President Trump's meetings with the Taliban, he basically said, you know, we're going to work on removing our troops from Afghanistan. But if you start killing Americans, you start harming Americans, you start harming innocent people, you know, deals off. So in fact, I'll do this little bit right now before I get to the really profound political points I want to make about what's happening in Afghanistan. I just want you to think momentarily about the 2015-2016 presidential election cycle when ISIS was running rampant. ISIS, the Islamic, just, just horrific Islamic uh, caliphate that had grown up in the Middle East due to the utter uh, irresponsibility of the uh, Obama administration. So we had ISIS on the on the grow uh, on the move, growing, uh, imposing itself again. Horrific violence, especially toward women and children, especially toward women, committed in the name of jihad by ISIS. And we had President Obama make this statement several times. It's going to be a generational or longer battle 
to fight back ISIS. President Trump came along and the basic message he had was, you know, brute force, brute force. We cannot let you take over the world or continue to grow your caliphate. So you had Trump being tough and then you get Biden in and you have now the effort of the Biden administration to withdraw troops, the decision of the Biden administration to withdraw troops from Afghanistan in the most chaotic, irresponsible way possible. Of another clip I sent to Matt the Wonderful, this is the scene at the Kabul International Airport in Afghanistan as American planes are coming in trying to rescue people and all these Afghan citizens are flooding the airport trying, as you shall see in this clip, trying to hold on to the plane, physically hold on as the plane's taking off. Shoot that next one if you would please, Matt, the one Afghan airport clip. Look at the people holding onto the plane. Okay, a later clip shows, as you might imagine, as the airplane takes off, those people cannot hold on and I'm sure perished. I mean, fell to their death. But these people are so determined to get out of Afghanistan. They may have been people helping the American troops. They may be people, actually there were all sorts of news stories coming out of Afghanistan, people sending text messages who are there. These are people who are uh, actual missionaries, Christian missionaries who've been over in Afghanistan trying to spread Christianity. They were talking about their, they, what the Taliban has started to do now that Kabul has fallen. They have literally been going door to door finding airline pilots, anyone who could fly a plane, because they shoot and kill them, because they can't have these people helping people escape. Taliban is not about ruling people. Radical Islam is not, not about ruling people who want to live under Sharia. It is about saying everybody is going to do exactly as we say. You're going to live the way we say you must. This is what the Taliban is all about. So. Horrific scenes ongoing in Afghanistan. And I know that uh, many of you saw these scenes. Um, I'm gonna do one more clip before I tell you the points I wanna make. So there have been obviously a great deal of discussion. And, and I believe President Trump was right about this when he said, you know, we can't be nation builders. We can't leave our troops indefinitely. We've had literally blood shed by American soldiers in Afghanistan, people coming home, people not coming home, people coming home, uh, you know, in coffins, people coming home maimed, their lives ruined forever, American troops in Afghanistan. And so President Trump was trying to find a way to remove American presence in Afghanistan uh, without having the, um, without having uh, the uh, just horrific violence, which you're now seeing. So I want to play, this is a little clip, a little montage of statements that President Joe Biden made in the very, very recent past about the situation in Afghanistan. Is a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world and an Air Force against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Mr. President, thank you very much. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. Is it, can you please clarify what they have told you about whether that will happen or not? That is not true. They did not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. What is the level of confidence that they have that it will not collapse? The Afghan government and leadership has to come together. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. And do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling? None whatsoever. Zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the, South, the North Vietnamese army. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comparable. So the question now is, where do they go from here? That the jury is still out. But the likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything 
and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. July. So here we are in the middle of August. Taliban rules the whole country. The point I want to make about that, because I want to be, you know, reasonable and fair with the notion that there are many, many questions about whether or not America ever should have been in Afghanistan to start with. Historically, you have other countries. Russia discovered Afghan and the Afghanistan land is really, really hard to control. The Afghan people are hard. The, the Taliban is just these are fanatics of the uh, you can't even find words adequate to describe the level of pure fanaticism that utterly controls the people of Afghanistan who embrace the, the Taliban, who are the who are the Taliban. There is no sanity at all in their thinking. They are they're they're driven by irrational religious fervor to destroy everyone and everything and bring complete control of the world under Sharia. So you know these people are in modern day life completely insane. But given where we are now, we, we are there, we have troops there. You have President Trump saying we're going to have to try to move, move people back. But he also issued statements saying, you know, to the Taliban. And when he met with them, he said, don't even think about you're going to overrun the country. And the difference between how the Taliban would react to President Trump, who they clearly could tell this guy is serious. This guy is not joking. This guy is going to do something. He is tough. He will fight. And what they sense about President Biden, night and day difference. But I want to get to a deeper point and it ties uh, very much into the next segment of the show. There is no way on the planet Earth that what is occurring in Afghanistan could possibly be a surprise, be a shock to any well-informed individual at the State Department, any military advisor, everybody understood exactly what would happen if we did what we just did, which is all of a sudden, hey, one day, now that we think about it, everybody out. That was, that was the strategy, the game plan, the whole plan, pull them all out. That was the, the game plan that, that President Biden put in place. So everything we're seeing in Afghanistan was not only likely, but predictable, virtually inevitable. No one who is as advising President Biden, whether they be State Department or military officials, could say, wow, I'm so shocked. You mean we pulled out, we abandoned the, the um, Afghan people and the Taliban took over? Who knew? Everyone giving him advice knew this would happen. So the question is either if they did not know that, if, you, if he actually has advisors at high levels in the State Department and the military who are telling him, hey, probably everything can go peacefully, those people should all be fired. But the fact is, it is not possible that they didn't know this. Not possible. So the question becomes, why would we abandon Afghanistan in this hurried, rushed, um, you know, just just overnight, pull them all out, wreak impossible horror and havoc on the people of Afghanistan. Why would you do that when you're America? Why? Why wouldn't you pursue a more reasonable, steady, uh, and and planned out withdrawal, uh, keeping in place people who can keep the country safe? Why would you do this? And I want to posit some ideas. There are many people concerned that President Biden, who, first of all, isn't really present in any cognitive sense. I mean, he's far, you know, his intellectual capacity is greatly diminished due to dementia, whatever it is he has, Alzheimer's. He doesn't, he's not in charge. And everyone around him knows that. Everyone in the White House knows that. Everyone in the country knows that. The whole country knows this. And so he's not really in charge. But whoever is in charge had to know this would be, ha this would happen. It was inevitable. So what is the reason you would do this? How does this make America look in the world? How does this make America look in the eyes of the other enemies of America? How does this make America look in the eyes of those pushing for reducing America's greatness, strength, prominence in the world? It makes America look weak, unreliable, dangerously fickle, feckless, whatever word you want to use, it makes America look horribly, horribly 
not just incompetent, but actually crossing the line to evil. Because these people advising Biden had to know. So they either, if you say they didn't know, then they're really bad, but they did. And so they had they had to be doing the calculation. Okay, so thousands and maybe even tens of thousands of innocent Afghan people include and also Americans and other international people, visitors to Afghanistan who are there doing the Lord's work, who are, who are missionaries, who are helping to feed, whatever they're doing, all those good people were going to be sacrificed if this plan went forward. And that seemed to be okay with the Biden administration. I mean, that calculation has to be there. How many people will lose their lives? And if the answer is, hey, what do we care? You know, we decided we're, we're pulling out. That is a, a picture of America that is so ugly, so contrary, so, so inconsistent with what America is. But it sends a signal to the world. You know what? Contrary to what Biden said a few months ago, America's back. America, as I say, is on its back. America's on its knees. America can be manipulated. America will surrender. And America will abandon those in the world who are seeking and fighting for freedom. That's what the message is to the world. And compounded with that, many concerns about the Biden administration from long during the campaign and everything has happened since he's been president is that the Biden administration is hopelessly, in fact, completely compromised by their relationship with China. When you remember that the whole famous Hunter Biden laptop the money flowing to Hunter Biden and eventually to Joe Biden, many, many people concerned that the Joe Biden presidency was utterly compromised day one because they are owned by the Chinese, not just money-wise, which was one thing, but the whole notion that China has things on them, they have things on Hunter, and, and Joe Biden was never going to be able to function as somebody who is looking out for the best interest of the American people, because he's got to look out to make sure that his Chinese adversaries, his Chinese uh, lord, who lord their power over him, are kept happy. Many people concerned that the beyond cavalier, just grotesquely irresponsible manner in which America chose to leave Afghanistan signals that the Biden administration is somehow taking signals from controlled by China or other anti-American powers, because otherwise, why in the world would you leave the leave the people of Afghanistan in the hands of the evil and, and incurably evil Taliban? Hey, one other point about this before I get to, uh, this is longer than first five, but this topic is so huge today. Oh, by the way, we're going to have a guest on the show on Wednesday, James Carafano, who's from the Heritage Foundation, a huge and wonderful expert on the topic of Afghanistan, our involvement there, our withdrawal. So more on this story on Wednesday. But I want to close by pointing out about this, um, uh, this Afghanistan story. Among the many stories coming out of the just horror occurring in Afghanistan, and which is everything that Islamic jihadists always do, you know, kill the men, rape the women, steal the children. I mean, this stuff is just, it's ongoing door to door right now as we sit here in the safety and comfort of our own homes. Additionally, even the Taliban, as well as others on the ground, they are reporting that one thing the Taliban did right away was to free all of the terrorist prisoners, actual murderous terrorist Al-Qaeda prisoners being held in prisons in Afghanistan and when the Taliban took charge, which they now run the country, the, by the way, the, the uh, puppet president we tried to put in has flown the coup apparently with just, just uh, boatloads of cash with him. Taliban has freed in the hundreds and hundreds of truly evil, dangerous terrorists who have been captured, have been held in prisons or jails over there, now released to wreak havoc on this part of the world. There's just no good part of this story. There's no, well, it's the best we could do uh, line of defense. There's no, and I know Joe Biden is trying to say, hey, I inherited a mess. It was all caused by Trump. No, 
So, sorry, no, don't even think about going there. If you want to go anywhere, I mean, you could say it was caused by uh, jihadists over the centuries, or you could go, maybe you want to point to President Obama, who created the massive beginnings of the uh, the resurgence of Islamic Jihad when he uh, pulled out of Syria early, ISIS got started. You had I mean, All of a sudden, ISIS is everywhere. ISIS is building a caliphate. There are a lot of fingers to point, but right now on this day, here we sit in August of 2021, on August 16th of 2021, there is no excuse, no reason for anyone in America to agree that what we have is anything like a reasonable, uh, reasonable withdrawal, a reasonably planned, there's just nothing other than at the very least grotesque disregard for human life. There's a signal that America is weak, unreliable, feckless, and there's also great and reasonable concern that the decision made and the method of withdrawal of Americans from Afghanistan was dictated by a much higher power than the president of the United States. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five. So uh, I, would, I call this segment, I, I want to try to put much of this story in more and more context about what Biden is doing. And I called it Biden's American Reset. I'll start by saying, we've talked in the show before about the idea that there is a, on the world stage, you know, it used to be called the, uh, the great, you know, the, um, the, the, the well, what it's called now, the World Economic Forum is pushing this idea of the great reset, the great world reset reset the idea of and this came out of the um the um world economic forum back in june of 2020 so over a year ago but this kind of thinking this globalist mentality this idea that the world needs to take charge of everything has been around for a long time and so we've had you know we've talked many times about the united nations about agenda 21 now it's agenda 2030 whatever it is is now the whole notion that there are forces and powers in this world who think that the best thing for everybody, including for Americans, the best thing is for there to be a reset. That the idea is for there to be a new world order. That was one term that was used for a while. Now they call it the great, great economic, the great reset, new world order. It's the concept that nation states and sovereign countries like America, nation states are kind of last year's news, old fashioned, those with the really enlightened new world view are saying, you know, we don't need to have the nation state of America, United States of America. We don't need a nation state of you know, Afghanistan or France or Belgium or you know, South Africa. We need one big order taking charge of everything. Well, World Economic Forum announced last year, and they are all just these massive globalists, they announced that they were pushing for the idea of the world to embrace a great reset. And the great reset, the excuse they gave this time, it's the same goal that, the, that people have had, those who are globalists have had, new world order advocates have had for decades, which is, you know, we should just have the really, really smart people, the, the best people running the world, making policy about everything, and stop letting these idiotic little uh, nation states like America think they get to decide their own policy. We, the great economic, the world economic reform, uh, you know, world economic people, we're going to decide what the, um, you know, what, what is what is policy will be. We're going to decide all of this and America is just going to go along with this. And so they have had many excuses for why we should do this. The most recent one that caused this whole great reset discussion was COVID-19. And so and it was actually very openly discussed by these World Economic Forum people. You know what? COVID is the best excuse ever for us to push this new world order, globalized world control. This is the best excuse we've had in a long time. So they're pushing the idea that because of COVID and the various issues that COVID caused, that you know this is their chance to spring into power. So they laid out in this just, I mean, amazingly audacious, great reset agenda, uh, they laid out what they plan to do. And it has a lot to do with, first of all, eliminating the idea of sovereignty. No American sovereignty, no French sovereignty, no anybody's sovereignty. It's not about sovereignty. They're going to go for, they say, the great reset agenda, three components. Steer the world, the world market toward fairer outcomes. 
alert. Every time they were in, say fairer, they mean government controlled economy, government forced redistribution of wealth. That's what they're talking about. So they, they want to have coordination among the various countries and tax, regulatory and fiscal policy and trade arrangements. Uh, they want a stakeholder economy, basically no more free markets. It's very much a great reset. In fact, they say they call it the great reset of capitalism, but they're talking about taking away the whole governance of every country and having it controlled by them. Second item, three main components, steer the market toward fairer outcomes. Be careful, beware. Anytime a liberal promises you something they're gonna do is make things fairer. It usually means you'll give up your freedom and your property and your rights and they'll be in control of you and they'll promise, don't worry, I'll make it fair. Second component, they wanna have investments advance shared goals, equality and sustainability. Other trigger words ought to trigger sane, freedom loving people to say, uh-uh, we're not putting you in charge of deciding what is what constitutes equality, what constitutes sustainability. Uh, they want a major opportunity for progress, unveiling plans for a recovery fund, all uh, springing out of COVID. And third and final is they say to harvest the innovations of the fourth industrial revolution to support public good, like health and social challenges. So they want to have the COVID-19 crisis, uh, which it wasn't a crisis, didn't have to be the crisis it was, um, by controlling companies, universities, others to, to develop diagnostics, therapeutics, vaccines. I mean, this whole reset idea, you have to get among the many premises, and I want to I want to shift to talking about Biden in just a moment, but this, but you gotta get the idea that what these world, these great reset people are saying is that there is no place in the modern world for the concept of a country like America. No place for a concept like America the Great, America the Free, America with foundational rights spelled out in the Declaration of Independence, that we're all equal, that we have rights from God to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Those things cannot exist in the agenda that the Great Reset globalists have. You cannot have individuals believing they have liberty, that they have the right to own property, they have the right to free speech, they have the right to work hard and accumulate their own wealth. None of those things can be permissible in the great reset that the World Economic Forum people are trying to push. Part of what I wanted to say before I turn to Biden is this. I, I keep on trying to understand what it is, I mean, there are, to divide people up very broadly, there are radical leftists who are happy to concede to the World Economic Forum concept because all it really means is it's a small cabal of people in charge of everything and they don't have to tolerate other people who believe in things they don't. They don't have to tolerate freedom. They just get to be in charge. And there are leftists who just already accept that. And there are, there are millions of patriotic Americans who say, you know what, we actually like the promise of America, the promise of freedom of religion and speech and assembly and the right to life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. We don't want a government controlling our lives. That's the whole point of America, to have this unique, extraordinary nation rooted in these scriptural ideas that you have rights from God because you exist, because you were born. But I've always been... I've struggled as I talk to people about the Great Reset, and I try to say that there are people in America's government who support this, and I hear the pushback in various ways, people saying essentially, look, I may not like Biden's policies, I may not like Kamala Harris's policies, I may not like the leftist agenda, but you know, that doesn't mean they're part of the Great Reset. That doesn't mean they would just abandon America the sovereign. That doesn't mean they would just abandon America as a nation state with its own individual laws and policies. It doesn't, I mean, that's just too, a, a bridge too far. These people, these elected officials, especially leftists, I mean, they still love America. They still want freedom. I mean, they just have different policy ideas. And this is one seed I want to plant with you. People who accept the Great Reset, this World Economic Forum Reset, people who push it, they actually think they're doing the right thing. That I, I tell you that when I say that to people, I, I get that look like, what? They actually think it is best. 
I mean, I see the whole World Economic Forum, Great Reset, concede all power. And by the way, there are many things in the founding documents of the World Health Organization, WHO. Every time you say who, you get off on some confused conversation. WHO, World Health Organization, statements in their founding documents, statements just, just um, spewing forth out of the United Nations and the World Economic Forum, all presuming that eventually the goal will be in the world for one big government. And won't that be just swell? This is a primary tenet of what they have to say. But people looking at elected leftists in our country, many people say, well, they're not, you know, they, they couldn't really be part of this great reset thing. They just, you know, they want different tax policy, different environmental policy, different military policy. And this is what I want to try to 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 plant in your hearts and I urge you to think about it and share with your friends. The people, including the people like Biden, Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, the, the whole nefarious anti-American left, they actually think the Great Reset is the best thing. They think it's a good idea. They don't think it's evil. I see it as evil because it is intended to destroy America. It is intended to destroy the idea of America. It's intended to destroy the sovereignty, the uniqueness, the greatness of America. It's not just about money. People think that people that Americans sometimes resent or turn against or, or, or object to the Great Reset because it's all about money and we're afraid that America's money will be forcibly redistributed around the world. That it will, it will happen if they get their way. But that's not the reason to object to what they're doing. The reason to object to what they're doing is because it's premised on a godless human intellectual. We are smarter than everybody else. We're entitled to rule them. We're entitled to set policies. We're entitled to tell them how they live and where they live and what they can do. And we are better than they are and we are right and they're wrong. It is premised on some notion that they're just smarter, but they're going to try to fix everything. Just give them all your power, all your money, all control over healthcare policy, education policy, everything else. And pretty soon, you know, they'll make everything fairer and more sustainable all over the world. This is their argument. But people who buy into it, who are American and American government, buy into it because they actually think that. They don't think they're buying into something evil. They think they're enlightened. They're wrong. They're ignorant. And they are failing to understand the trail of misery in the world that is, is behind every effort to give power and control to a small cabal and to take away the rights and freedoms of the people in order that a small cabal can make everything fair and good and right. To conclude that point, just to be clear, Biden and team, these great American reset, these great economic reset people, World Economic Forum people, they think they're doing the right thing. They think the ideas of America, the root in Judeo-Christian ideas, the promises of the Declaration and Constitution are provincial, old-fashioned, unnecessary, and they can make things better. And so they set about, because they believe that, this anti-American movement that has grown inside America over the last decades has been part and parcel of this denigrating of the idea of America, the value of America, the unique, the, the unique extraordinary greatness of America. So we talk in the show many times about how astonishingly conservatives were, are just waking up now to the fact that academia from K through 12 and all the way through college has been teaching our young people that America is evil. America, the idea is evil. America, the country is evil. The country is filled with racist, intolerant, hateful, homophobic, bigoted, blah, 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 blah. Our young people have been taught in schools all the way through colleges and advanced degrees and universities that America itself is evil. America is, let me be very clear, America is the most extraordinary gift to humanity. Its very design came because the founders had studied, the famous philosophers studied the scriptures and recognized that the best country they could create, the model for the world, was to found America on the ideas of God-given rights and individual freedom and liberty. That's what America was about, trying to create that through the Declaration and the Constitution. And all of those founding ideas are why America continues to be the leader of the world in terms of prosperity, abundance, opportunity, safety, security. 
So all those great ideas created the America we have. Leftists in this world, in this country, have been trying to run down, destroy, diminish the belief of the American people in their own country, in their own ideas. They've been doing this through academia, as I mentioned a moment ago. You have the 1619 Project coming out of the New York Times, a flat out, we hate America and you should too, effort from the from the wall from the New York Times and, and that New York Times uh, 1619 project agenda is now in public schools all over this country teaching children to hate the idea of America teaching children that capitalism is racist that America is foundationally racist lies upon lies upon lies being taught to our children 1619 project piled on that the BLM and Antifa movements both funded by communists are also themselves intended to bring down the destruction of America. So now I turn to Biden, what he's been doing since in the short time he has been president. I'm just going to run through a litany of these issues. I'm not going to go into each one in detail, but I'm telling you these because I want you to get the idea that what Biden is doing, and let me say this really clearly, whoever's really doing is not Biden, who is ever really running America. The agenda that is being followed by the Biden administration is intended to destroy America. The Biden administration's policies are intending to destroy America. It is their purpose. Let's just start with the border. Been over it, I don't know how many times on this show, no one who cared about the safety and security of their country and who were running their country, who were in charge, would put in place the Biden administration agenda, which regardless of what kind of happy talk words they put around it, at the end of the day, they've abandoned the southern border and everybody knows it. Everybody can see it. We have, we're, we're along, we've had a million people in the last year. We're going to have over two million people coming in. No one checked for COVID or very few checked for COVID. No one stopped if they're COVID positive spread around this country, no even effort to say, you know, we, we might want to set a hearing to figure out if you have any legal right to be here. Utter abandonment of the border. This is like, this should be all it takes for any American to understand. The Biden administration agenda is to destroy America. Now, when I say that, people say, well, wait a minute, you're not saying Biden would, you know, kill us all. I'm not saying that. Biden and his team is onto the agenda of the World Economic Forum, Great Reset, New World Order, that says America must be weakened, America must be compromised, America must be must be destroyed. The fervor, the passion, the, the greatness of America, it must be eviscerated. The American people must come to understand that their country is wrong and evil and the American people will happily give in to this massive globalist agenda. So you have Biden destroying the border and there's no argument. There's no policy there. He's destroyed. He's eviscerated the southern border. We have terrorists coming over. We have we have drug traffickers, sex traffickers. It's all fine with them. They make some once in a while statements like, oh, that doesn't seem like a very good idea. They're enabling it. Not just enabling it, they're they're making it making it be so. Similar with the military. Oh, by the week, the, uh, by the way, this week on Thursday's show, we're going to have you guys. If you haven't joined America, can we talk? Now is your time. On Thursday's show, we're going to have a fabulous guest, a Lieutenant General retired from the U.S. Air Force, Lieutenant General Rod Bishop. When you finish hearing what he will tell you about the utter destruction of America's military, including the military academies infected, poisoned by critical race theory, Black Lives Matter agenda, anti-Americanism, our precious young men and women going to the military academies are getting treated to the same kind of garbage that you get if you send your kid off to some Ivy League school. Anti-American hysteria in the U.S. military academies. You got to tune in on Thursday. If you haven't joined, go to my website right now, americacanwetalk.org on the homepage, hit the word members, up jump pops up, join. You can join, you can join for $5 a month, $50 a year, it's practically free. Join just this show and make it worth it. It's an extraordinary window of what's happening in the military. And again, if you're Biden and you want America to be safe, 
You want a strong military so you don't invade and permit the infection of our military academies. You don't have the whole critical race theory, social justice warrior agenda taking over military training. So our young men who in this country who still participate and they stay in the guard, they're, they're in the National Guard for various or, or some other military thing where they're committed once a month to go. And instead of going and practicing, yeah, I don't know, you know, target shooting, use of new weaponry strategy, they go and sit around, have critical race theory discussions and urge their commanders, urge them to turn each other in. You would never do that to a military if you want the military to be strong abandonment of the border, abandonment of the military, massive, ridiculous, just impossible to comprehend spending bills coming out of Washington intended precisely to sow the seeds of weakness in the economy, weakness in the American people, unwillingness to work, growing reliance on the federal government. This is what you do when you're trying to weaken a country. This is what you do. You have the economic policy, last small hit, it's just the COVID policy. You have, despite it's still overall, COVID is 99 point something percent survivable for mostly everybody. You have uh, efficacious medications available, and yet the government continues to put them down. And now you have threat after threat after threat coming out of the Biden administration about how he's thinking about, you know, COVID passport to cross state lines, interstate lines, COVID passport, mandatory vaccines. Uh, and I mean, it is a, and, and the people are rising up. You see the people rising up, which is my next topic I'm going to get to in just a moment. is about people rising up. But I, I want to summarize and bring to a close this segment by saying, once you understand that the World Economic Forum type thinkers think they're doing a good thing. And the American leftists who support this in Washington, those American leftists, they are online thinking, yeah, they're doing a good thing. They're standing up for this. That's what they think. And so they do things intentionally to weaken the American economy, the robust self-reliant uh, you know, can-do spirit of the American people. You abandon the Southern border. You weaken and poison the military. No one would do the things the Biden administration was doing if they actually thought that they wanted to help America. These are efforts to destroy America. I sent Matt the wonderful quick uh, clip. This is a, uh, a, the Department of Homeland Security just came out with a um, announcement about a new domestic terror announcement. And it's a, uh, it, it says across the top, potential terror threats. That's Matt to put that up and closing a segment out. You, I mean, I put, by the way, folks, I put a, a link to this on our website. You can read it yourself. Department of Homeland Security is now defining terrorism to include people who, who oppose COVID measures. So you don't want to get a forced jab of an experimental uh, vaccine. You're a potential terrorist. Opposition to COVID measures. Claims of election fraud. Claims of election fraud. Believe Trump can be restated, reinstated. I don't hear that too much, but you're allowed to think these things in America. You're allowed to say a lot, whatever you want in America. We'll get to one more clip about that. And then get on a 9-11 anniversary religious holidays. You have to understand, that's enough of that one. I just want to tell you that our, um, our country, this is Department of Homeland Security, is telling the American people, you even talk about these things? You're considered a domestic terrorist a potential domestic terrorist. You might be in trouble. You might have your home invaded. You might have, I don't know, your show taken down. You might have, I mean, you might be punished because we're telling you what you're allowed to think. This is pure and utter tyranny coming out of the Biden administration. Pure and utter tyranny. No one can talk about any issue they don't agree with. This is what belongs in an already communist controlled country. And yet again, this is the Biden administration going along with the whole mindset that says the American people are going to stop believing the idea of America. They're going to be silenced. They're going to be threatened. They're going to be told you're not even going to talk about things that aren't allowed to be talked about. OK, I sent Matt the wonderful this clip. I just can't even I, I want to play this clip for you. Um, this is a, a guy. He's got a. Um, I guess you, I don't yet had really heard of him before, but Mark Geis is his name, um, and he does a man on the street interviews. He did it from San Diego. I want to ask Matt to play that for you, and they'll comment about it. As you know, the social media companies implemented a new policy, so you're not allowed to question the results of the 2020 election, or you get suspended and totally banned. But will Americans sign a petition to 
arrest people who say such things offline? Let's find out. We want to stop these Trump supporters from continuing to say that Joe Biden stole the election. You're not allowed to say that on social media. It violates the terms of I service. Sign that. But we want to start arresting them because they're still saying it out in offline. You know, after the January 6th incident, they banned anybody from claiming that there was election fraud on social media. We live in Arizona, so we get it. Well, we'll start arresting them and stop them one way or another. I love that. Thank you. You know, right after the January 6th uh, insurrection, Facebook implemented a policy. You can't say that Joe Biden stole the election, but people are still saying that off Facebook. And so it's time that, you know, they start getting arrested. Thank you very much. I'm not sure what country they think they live in where they can say such things, right? I agree. Right? I agree. I agree. Appreciate you. that. I hate you know what? People. They keep making claims I about. Oh, trust me. I yeah, know it all. we're going to start yeah. arresting them. Facebook implemented a policy after the January 6th riot that you can't make election yeah. fraud claims. But there's still people are still saying those kinds of things face to face. Constantly, you have to be like 18. So. Yeah, you're too young to be Sorry, signing dude, that so kind of thing. If you can't say it on Facebook, why should you be able to say it at the dinner exactly. table? Yep. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, I'm telling you that should be something that you see. Okay, that was a Saturday Night Live thing. Surely people aren't signing these things. But this is I want to close out this segment by saying, when I call this segment, you know, Biden's American Reset. Biden, whoever's really running the Biden administration, is putting in place policies that that make America smooth the way of America toward accepting this whole global government, new world order concept that simply eviscerates America as a sovereign nation and the unique, extraordinary ideas that make made America so great and so exceptional. All of it is under attack from the anti-American left. And these things you're seeing by that little clip we just saw, the idea that they have managed to plant in the seeds of these apparently otherwise functioning adults, that you should be able to lock somebody up to put them in jail for 30 days, that's what the petition said, uh, if they dare question the outcome of the 2020 election. Now, I got to tell you, social media, he, that guy's saying, well, you know, they're taking people down. That's true. But in America, you have the left so cultivating ignorant people that they can see that there is a, that they, they could sign on, go, yeah, I could see that'd be reasonable. Send them to jail for saying something I don't like. I mean, imagine if the reverse were happening. If it were a Trump one and you're getting people to sign on, you know, you should sign. Anyone who says that you know, Trump is racist or that Trump is uh, stupid or whatever they want to say about him should be put in jail for 30 days. First of all, conservatives would never ask that. And second of all, you incur outrage. But the whole manipulation of ignorant people in America's culture has gotten us to the place that these people, otherwise apparently functioning adults, would sign on a petition saying, yeah, yeah, we actually think you should put them in jail if they say things that I don't agree with. Friends, the time for leaders is now. The time to recognize we are watching the destruction of America right before our eyes. And it's a great segue to my third topic today, which I, I called it Freedom Brush Fires Everywhere. And I just want to say, I, I know I don't, have a, I don't have a ton of time left today, but I want to make this point. So um, this morning, I had a, um, I, I have a lot of politically active friends. You're probably not surprised to hear that. I have a lot of politically active friends. So I, I talked to someone this morning uh, who's a huge activist, and she's also uh, looking for running for office, for a uh, higher office. So she was telling me about these various phone calls she's been on just in the last few months. And what I want to get to saying is this, I do hear people, in fact, we had a conversation with a millennial over the weekend who was saying, I'm so concerned about America, I'm actually afraid we're going to end up in war. We're going to have to have a war to throw off this Marxist takeover of America. We're going to, it's going to get to war. People, you know, they try to protest at the schools. They try to protest against critical race theory. They try to protest against the transgender garbage being taught in the public schools. And the schools won't listen. The parents trying to protest against masks. We don't want them to have a mask requirement. And and just, you know, this young person was saying, you know, and, and the parents protest and nothing seems to happen. The school district said, we don't care what you think. 
We're still doing critical race theory. We're still going to have a mask mandate. We're still going to have vaccine passports. We're going to do whatever we want. We don't care what you think. And so this causes young person that we were talking to to say, well, you know, it seems like we're headed to war. I want to say this. We are not at this moment in war. I far prefer to think that what we are watching in America is just a massive, beautiful uprising of re-engagement of the American people in the idea of America. We're seeing people recognizing that maybe the leftists have infiltrated the media and academia and culture and, and every place you turn, you see leftist thinking. But actually, I truly believe America's not even 50-50. America's, I don't know, 60-40, 70-30. The majority of Americans want America the free, America the great, America the sovereign. They want, they do not want to live under COVID tyranny. They do not want to live by rules. The government's trying to um, excuse, use the excuse of COVID to make rules that take away their freedom. They do not want to live in the kind of country the left is trying to foist on America. So I do not accept the idea that things are that things are so bad that war is inevitable. But I do say, and I, I really want to celebrate this with you. I know what I just laid out for you is alarming. I do know. I, I get alarmed by it, obviously. But I think we are actually at the cusp at the at the beginning of a great resurgence in the belief in the idea of America. And the reason I say that, I mean, parents showing up in record numbers at school boards. So what if the school board didn't immediately capitulate? You can't expect that. You cannot expect, you know, the, the uh, school boards to capitulate overnight. Say, oh, OK, we'll stop teaching critical race theory. We'll stop with the mass mandate. We'll stop teaching transgender stuff. This can take a while. But the American people are awake. And that's what this friend I was talking to was telling me about all these groups. I didn't even hear, hadn't even heard of all of them. Uh, one was uh, Stand Up, and then they have uh, for every state, Stand Up Michigan, Stand Up Alabama. They're organizing conservatives to say, here are the, are the issues we face in our state. Here's what you got to do. Here's the issue the legislation needs to hear about. And they're actually, another group is doing literally civics lessons for adults, helping adults figure out how you get reengaged, how you stand up, how you fight. Because we're looking at, my friends, a monolithic leftist movement that has been largely unattacked by pro-America, freedom-loving Americans for decades. But it's finally happening in academia. It's happening in the public schools. The American people are rising up and we must continue rising up. You know, when uh, in World War II, uh, at the begin our, beginning of our involvement, World War II, where Japan bombed Pearl Harbor and there was a famous statement uh, that was attributed to some Japanese emperor, I don't know who it was, one military leader, who said, I, I fear we have awakened the sleeping giant. That's exactly where we are on this. I think the massive COVID justified restrictions on freedom, the massive effort to shut down society, order people to mask up, tell them where they have to live, tell them they have to get a jab they don't want, and, and, and the government ignoring all the data, even their own data. You have NIH people ignoring the data the CDC puts out talking about the number of deaths flowing from COVID, from the vaccines, and you can't get the government to even acknowledge this. So, I think what's happening, that the left has pushed so hard, so radically, uh, clearly abandoning the border, abandoning, clearly eviscerating the strength of America's military, humiliating America in the international stage with Afghanistan. The American people are waking up. This is a good time. It's a good time to be active, good time to be on fire, good time to be involved. There are more and more Americans speaking up in communities, whether it's your city council, your county commissioner's court, your county government saying, we're not doing a mask mandate. We're not doing this. You're not going to tell us how we live. And we're not going to going to agree that we have to have a vaccine passport if we ever want to leave our house again. Not doing that. There has to there is a spirit of of love for freedom rising up in this country, all over the country on all sorts of issues. It is the most tremendous resurgence tremendous outpouring of good and love for America and love for freedom that is really 
which is just a which is the big news of the day. I spent a lot of time talking about how bad things are on the left, what Biden's trying to do and is doing. But I think the big news story of the day really is that American people are wisely rising up. I'll tell you many more things about them because I'm almost out of time on my show. I want to do one last extremely short segment, which is I want to tell you again about this uh, summit we're doing. I can hardly tell you how great this is going to be. It's in Dallas. It's some. It's uh, my summit. I'm sponsoring it. My second annual. It's America Can We Talk Women for Freedom Summit. It's a summit for men and women, and we have men and women speaking. But it's a summit to talk about the challenges to America's freedom. We've got overwhelmingly wonderful speakers. We're hitting the big topics of the day. We're hitting COVID and border security and election fraud and military. We can have our military. I mean, it's just going to be a great summit. So go to our website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org. I think Matt might have some quick, quick screens ready to show you about this before I go to my Why It Matters. He may have. Yeah. That, okay, that's I love my logo this year. America Can We Talk, Women for Freedom Summit. To learn more, go to that website, events.americacanwetalk.org, and then we have a flyer showing our speakers. I've been through a bunch of times. That flyer is on our website, americacanwetalk.org. I'm telling you, it'll be the most fun, upbeat, freedom-loving, happy day you can spend. And I hope you all look at the website and consider coming to Dallas on September 18th. It's September 18th for the summit. I really, really hope you can come. So I'll close out the show as I do every single week by telling you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we started, our, our first topic today was catastrophic, catastrophic Afghan surrender, the message of American weakness, fecklessness, and incompetence in the Afghan collapse is reverberating around the world. It is all bad, dangerous, and dark. If Joe Biden did not know this would happen, then everyone at the top of the intelligence agencies, the Pentagon, the State Department, who are paid to know these things, should be fired. When no one who should be fired is fired, angst results and speculation proliferates. Does Biden or whoever is controlling the Biden administration want this to occur? Is the known compromise of Biden by the Chinese Communist Party involved in some way? Islamic Jihad is an evil ideology and has been emboldened and let loose. Afghan prisons emptied, missionaries, pastors being executed. The decibel level on America's wake-up call keeps rationing up. The sleeping giant is the American people. The wake-up call is all good. And on Biden's great reset of America, I'm telling you, I think people actually, this is the third Monday in a row where kind of my overarching theme was to try to see the issues we're looking at in a bigger light. But it matters to understand Biden and his leftist team likes this reset idea, this World Economic um, Forum reset idea, the new world order. They're all for it. And it requires the Biden team to weaken America, which explains all of his policies. The Biden agenda, abandon the border, abandon Afghanistan, kill the U.S. energy sector. We didn't even talk about this. He so killed the energy sector. We now have, he's begging OPEC to please produce more oil. Emasculation of the military, critical race theory, 1619 indoctrination, teaching children to hate America, COVID forever rules and regulations and this is what we're facing you're hearing here out of Fauci and others rest of time your freedom is going to be destroyed and controlled because of COVID asserting that questioning election results or resisting COVID mandates might be domestic terrorism this is the destruction of America in favor of the great reset vision of globalism and the Chinese Communist Party supports every bit of it but the good news Americans are aware, they are waking up. And freedom brush fires everywhere. As dark as everything is, there are grounds for optimism. Parents at school boards protesting CRT, transgenderism, mask mandates, stand-up groups forming everywhere in opposition to the Biden agenda. Evidence of election fraud can't be stopped. Arizona preliminary audit report is expected this week. COVID panic porn is not holding up. Americans everywhere are recognizing this is not a dress rehearsal. This is the fight for liberty in this era. The time for spectating is past. Stay informed and get engaged and join America Can We Talk. And my very fine friends, that is my show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to America Can We Talk every week. By the way, 
go to our website, americacanwetalk.org, hit subscribe, get our weekly newsletter. You can join, as I just told you across the top, it says members, you can join there. You will love joining this. We have a great Thursday show every week. I have amazing uh, Thursday guests lined up for weeks now. Um, and this Thursday, again, Rod Bishop. Oh, tomorrow on the show, by the way, is Star Parker. We've had her on the show many times, a beloved uh, guest to have on the show. She's the founder of Cure. Um, and then I told you on Wednesday, we have James Carafano of the Heritage Foundation, more insight on Afghanistan. So back to my show closing. I want to thank you so very much for tuning in to America Can We Talk every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time. I do my show and I talk and speak about defending America because America matters. And I'll talk to you next time. America, can we talk truth about America?